Like, I can't pay my own fines. I mean, I'm ready. I pay these fines all the time. Like, I, I got them on Zelle. Like, I got anime on Zelle. Like, they the first contact that pops up because I'm fining. I'm a fine dude. So, you gonna pay mines? So, that it was like, man, it's that. The one thing you don't want to happen, as I was saying, Josh Grant situation, but you just don't, you can't lose the respect from your riders, your peers. That's, that's my only rule. You can do a lot of things, but you don't disrespect anybody. Mugging everybody. So I believe if Chase did get in his way, it was not to help Aaron Plessinger, which, I mean, you don't mind. But it was really to stop, as I said, what is going to be a a foreshadow of what could happen in the future. You know, stop that train. And Cooper Webb, that mindset of if he feels like he's there to win the race, then, and he's going to be a title threat, then all oh, hell nah. What's up, guys? You know who it is, your boy JS7. And you know where we at. We at the Rerun Show, baby, from round three at Snapdragon Stadium, Soccer Stadium. Did I say it right? I believe I did because I'm not starting over. From last week in San Francisco, we were looking forward to a dry race. And particularly the way Anaheim went, Jet Lawrence was so dominant. And then what happened last weekend, who knows what was going to happen in round three. And Tomac, Eli Tosmac, was he back? Was the defending champion, Chase Sexton. He looked like he did every other week. So we were looking forward to round three. And believe it or not, people, it started off dry, but it ended up wet. So you know what we got to do for round three, San Diego. A lot of heat, a lot of fire. Let's get into it. So with the stadium in San Diego being a soccer-style stadium, um, I've never raced in it. But it's a little bit smaller, tighter than a football stadium and obviously different than a baseball. So I think you get the traditional um, East Coast where the lanes are back and forth, a little bit more 180s. They, they try to make it a little bit different, but it's kind of back and forth, longer rhythm sections. Um, and I think this week it was more about obviously the conditions, you know, going from Anaheim being perfect to San Francisco being a full on mud fest and then the, the track. In practice, it actually looked really slippery, like really slippery. And believe it or not, like almost slipperier than actually if it was muddy because you get that shiny stuff. I almost feel like it's more dangerous the way it was in practice because you still get going high speed. And when it gets that shiny stuff, you get the high speed, but you get slippery as if it was muddy compared to when it's raining and it's slippery, you, you're going at slower speed. So it's a little bit safer. Um, but I thought everything was looking good. I flipped off the TV because I was so mad at my golf tournament. Yeah, your boy was out there. I, I fought. I fought. Them girls, they just good. They just good. Son of a ball riding should just go home. That's your home. Are you too good for your home? Answer me. Snapped off the TV and came back for the, um, the start of the night show, and it was wet. So I believe that track was set up a lot different than San Francisco. San Francisco was really slow, like it was really, you know, thick and, um, you know, the guys were just surviving. Well, here, you can actually kind of race it. So it was like an in-between of Anaheim and then San Francisco where it was muddy, slippery, 
you know, you had two lines instead of really one, but you can kind of race it. And so the track was more about obviously making over some of the jumps. Like if you can make that triple right before the mechanics area, you can gain a lot of time um, where the whole Cooper Webb and Chase Sexton, like if you can get through that section good, you can make time up. And, and the one thing about mud races, especially when it's like that type of track, you can gain heaps of time like pretty quick. You know, in all mud races, you can do that in San Francisco. But this particular one, you know, a guy can, if he doesn't get through that rhythm section before those whoop section to be able to get into the whoops, he can lose like three seconds, like right there. So it allows you to go up and down. So if a leader like Aaron Plessinger, you don't really like it because you get a you get a five, six second gap and you know that can be gone in one lap. Um, but overall, I think Dirtworks did as best as they could to keep that track. The track looked like a normal Supercross track, but um yeah, I, I think those guys, it was more about the action and what was going on rather than actually the track and, um, you know, the racing. I think these guys, it looked hot. There was a lot of stuff going on. You had guys like, you know, cutting in the front of other guys. You had, you know, the the Jet Lawrence, you know, blowing caps. Him and, about the, him and Anderson, they, they about to go Western style. They about to shoot each other. So a lot of action. And, um, yeah, but overall, it was another night of racing. He's Sexton's down with Stewart. Oh, man, this is going to be huge. So after last weekend, you had your defending champion, Chase Sexton, win the race. And I know I said that, you know, it's it's one of those things where Chase is going to be uh, pretty consistent all year as far as, like, speed-wise. Like, I, I believe they'll make improvements on the bike, but just like everyone else, like, they'll make it and other guys get better. So I don't think the Chase is going to go from, you know, being two seconds slower to all of a sudden being a second faster because of the motorcycle. I think Chase, where his confidence is going to come from is like winning a race like last weekend. Um, his mindset, because once you win, even if it's a mud race, shortened race, whatever, heat race, you test better during the week. And all the things that you think you were struggling on coming into the season, they just feel better. And so Chase going into this weekend was just going to be better just mentally because he was able to win last weekend. Um, and which is, I almost feel like a little bit different than mindset than Eli Tomac. We'll get him in a second, but I, I feel like Chase was going to be more spunky this week, which is kind of way he wrote practice, but overall Chase was still going to be that same pace. He was still going to be that same pace. And I, I think oh, what happened to Chase, like he ended up going down with my brother um, and he rode his way up through the field. Nothing deciding. He just kept riding and riding, riding. He looked like a, a guy that had confidence, um, but he just still had the pace. Now, it's kind of hard to say how much better that win was and, and speed-wise because the track obviously was wet, but when I watched him ride, he looked like the same as he has all year. Like he didn't look any faster, any slower. He just looked solid. And so you had to believe that um, I, I think he's still in a pretty good spot after this weekend, considering that, let's say he won last weekend and let's say it was this weekend, he it was dry and he ended up getting third again like he did Anaheim. I think that confidence would have dropped down. But since he did go down and he was able to come back up and salvage a lot of points, rode really good to get back up and that he can't really say, well, last weekend was a fluke because he he went down so nobody really just beat him straight up 
So I think Chase is in the same spot in his mindset as he was after winning San Francisco, even though he finished where he finished because of the circumstances on how the race went. So we'll find out in this Triple Crown because this weekend, because this Triple Crown is a speed game. We already know that. It's about starts and how fast you can go. The race is a lot shorter, at least for the first two. Um, they're just a shorter race, so you'll get a speed thing out of a lot of these guys. And we know in the past, Chase has been pretty good at those triple crowns because he's always been a good starter and we know how he gets out the gate. So I believe this weekend is going to tell you a lot about Chase and um, where his, how he feels on a motorcycle as far as speed. I think what we're going to see is still the same guy. He might try to go faster and he might be faster, but I think overall, I think Chase will end up, if he wins a triple crown, it'd be like a two, one, three or something. Like, I don't believe he'll go one, one, one because he was just faster than everybody else. I think that consistency will play out. And I think it'd be a, a small sample size of what we've seen this far this year. And so far in the first three races and particularly what might be on for the rest of the championship in this triple crown race. So Chase did good. Um, you know, I, I, I think the, Again, we saw a little bit in practice. Nothing looked different. I, I can't say, um, you know, I, I think Chase is in a good spot, you know, considering everything else that's going on, what Jet Lawrence and other guys are going through. Yeah, I think Chase um, is set up pretty well. Like an equalizer, if he's a little banged up, yes, these conditions can be tough, but the speeds are going to be slower. Whoa, 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 he's down! Maybe going a little too hard, too fast in these conditions. And Tomac says thanks. So Jet Lawrence, after last weekend, let's just chalk it up. Dude, forgot how to ride. Oh! I mean, he forgot how to ride. I mean, I, it's no secret. He wasn't that happy with the track. He, I think he believe he said he should cancel it. Um, like I said, on the ticket, be saying rain or shine. But been in those mud races like they they ain't that fun especially when you go down or you're uncomfortable like it's not a good spot and i think after what jet did the first race um being as good as he is then we can kind of chalk up last weekend as he wasn't feeling it rather than um he doesn't know how to ride the mud because if you know how to ride the sand you know how to ride mud like if you're good on slippery stuff which jet is pretty good um, maybe that's not his forte, his best, but I mean, he do know how to ride. Um, I think Jet was just obviously with the rain, everything going on, he knew he was going to get dirty. Like, I think he just wasn't in the right mindset and considering who won and all that, I, I think Jet just kind of tried finishing that race. And we talked about his bike a little bit, um, that it was some of the struggles or why he was struggling so much. So going into this weekend, you knew he wanted to come back with a vengeance. And that started with press day. Started with his comments of saying, um, what did he say, Cole? So he said that the race uh, should have been canceled and he, he likes tracks that he can go fast on. And San Francisco is not a track he could have gone fast on. So after what happened at San Francisco, we knew Jet, his mindset was fine because he believes that there was a track and the way he was riding, like it wasn't Jet Lawrence. Like he was like, whatever. Almost like he's like... Gifts, gifts, here it is. Like, I'm back. Track can go fast on. So all that stuff was being said. Like, it started raining, you know, all these things. He crashed on press day. He went two and a half, two and a half, which is... He was short. Let's just say he was short of his goal, whatever. 
And going into the race, maybe Dazzy, Daddy was like, yo, calm down, calm down. He did a little JS blitzing through the whoops. That was awesome. Everybody else was doubling through it, and he started blitzing in it. And before I get into the rest of the segment, I'm going to tell you why he did that. Remember last weekend I was saying how his bike was stiff, doesn't, like, ride well in the mud. Well, also, when you got a stiff motorcycle, what it doesn't do, it does not jump through the whoops well. So in Jet's case, that's why he kept blitzing them things, because his bike is set up to go fast. Jumping through the whoops, you got to have them little double D effect. Got to be able to give. And so I'm pretty sure when it rained, I'm sure Honda said, look, we are going to soften this thing up. But they don't know the biggest difference. Like, they didn't go in there with a, a mud set up. They didn't go in there with a rain set up. And they didn't go in that heat race because they didn't know how soft it was. So when you look at the heat race, his bike was stiff. That's why Jet kept blitzing the whoop until he hit the ground. Because, look, they were probably meant to be jumped because they were slippery. But Jet knew his setup was probably more likely to endo because... When the bike is stiff, when you try to jump through the whoops, you feel every knot, like you feel every bump in there. So the bike does not get into the the um, the, the middle part of the whoop. So you end up going like this, going down. So sometimes when you do that, the back end is spin, the front end will pop up. So it was easier for Jet to actually blitz the whoops, even though it looked sketchy. It was easier for him to blitz the whoops. That's why he went past those guys um, in the beginning part, and he kept doing it until he went down. So that was a bike setup, why he did that. But nonetheless, all that was happening. And then the main event, he gets up to El Hombre. And then, um, you know, they start going back and forth. Jason doesn't move out his way. And then Jet blows up. Now, I believe the reason why he did that is because, you know, this kid's been this kid's been good. Like, his kid's been good. Like, whenever he catches people, he passes them and stuff. And sometimes you get... When you're that good, it's like a guy that goes to a pro that goes to a local track and the, the local guy is out there riding this line. Two things happen. One, we're going pretty much a lot faster than he is. So when we catch him, sometimes the guy don't even know you're behind him. And then you be like, dude, he's in my way. He's blocking me. Not saying that's what happened with um, him and Jason, but Jet was faster. He caught him. And I think Jet, he was going to the front. So the kid's been so good. Usually, like, people, they'll fight him a little bit, but then they'll kind of move out his way. Well, El Hombre ain't that tight. El Hombre just shoots you for looking at him. He just shoots you for being in this airspace. Surprise, motherfucker. Well, he's going to fight him, especially after what la happened last weekend. And especially, I think Jason felt like after Anaheim, he was really in this fight. So he's not going to move out his way. I believe Jet felt like he should. Well, Jet felt like that was a disrespect, you know, whatnots, and... Again, this is what it looked like to me. And being if I'm in Jet's shoes, and I have been in the past, but from looking on the couch, I don't think Jason really did anything. So the only reason to, to be that mad after the finish line, how everything broke down, was because of that. And look, dude, I'm Jet Lawrence. I came up faster. Move out my way. Move out my way. So the only problem that happened is the finish line. He lands after there, and then there are certain people you just – don't really want to get at there are certain people like I had Josh Grant like you know we cool now we cool now but every time I would get a bad start it would change my whole race if I had to go through him and he actually like knocked me down a couple of times or I crashed because I was being around him because I knew I'll pass him and he was just gonna go fast enough he'll run it in on me his whole thing was if he got close to me he wanted to ruin my day well if you listen to his team manager, Jet's team manager, you listen to his dad, they call an El Hombre 
And if you read, if you read his tweet or uh, Instagram, Cole will show it to you. Um, you can see that they don't want the Josh Grant and James Stewart situation to happen because they feel like if they all line up and they go forward and they race, that Jet probably has a really good chance at beating Jason um, at the moment. So you don't want those guys to end up ruining his season. Like, you know, Jason in Jet's mind, Jason's a championship threat, but he's probably not the biggest championship threat yet. It's probably like Eli Tomac going into the season. It's probably Chase Sexton, maybe even Cooper Webb. Jason's up there, but I don't think he was necessarily up there in Jet's mind. No disrespect, Jason and Cynthia or what is it called? Siggy. Siggy. No disrespect. I know, I know you good. I know you good. We show how good. So I'm just saying that's probably what he thinks. I ain't saying I think that. Don't shoot me. Don't shoot me. Don't shoot me. Uh, but nonetheless, the race happened. All this stuff happens. And then they in the finish line. Well, um, Jet's out to the finish line and he waits for Jason. Jason probably like, he mad probably because he got passed. He mad because like, look, he ain't really shooting nobody that night. You're going to ready to shoot somebody. You got his gun cocked and all that. Then you're going to go grab the man. First mistake. And go grab him, man. Well, let let everybody cool down. Like you need to cool down. He grabs him, and I believe Jason. He's been on probation a few times. Like a few times, like two strikes, three strikes. You know, you getting locked up twenty five years, whatever. So I believe Jason. Like if he wasn't on probation or wasn't on, maybe maybe it's because of Cynthia. Siggy. Maybe maybe Siggy. Maybe Siggy done calmed him down. Because you ain't got kids. You want to go home to them at night, you know. Um, he would have knocked his ass out. But he thought, did he like, touch me. But, of course, you touch the man, eventually the old self going to come out. So that was his first mistake. And, I again, I don't even know why. It kind of reminded me of me and my boy Chad Reed. Like, you know, we up there beefing in, in Jacksonville. Like, you know, you can put your hands on me. I, first off. You can't just put your hands on another man. Like, it's like, I got to, like, hit you just to go home. Because, like, how am I going to get, like, how are you going to, like, touch me? And I'm going to go home, and I'm going to be, like, talking to old lady. I'm like, yeah, ah, ah, ah. She's going to be like, you ain't do that, Jet Lord. You let him hit you. So Jason got to knock him out just for the, he got to knock him out for that reason. So that was one reason you got to do it. So he, out of respect. So you, of course, you know, once he did that, like he's going to get on him. He knocked his hand off and then he tried running off. Then he grabbed him again. I was like, oh, nah, everybody going to get that. Everybody going to die. Boy, that escalated quickly. I mean, that really got out of hand fast. It jumped up a notch. It did, didn't it? And then so all that was done, I believe, because the whole incident of Jet coming up and Jason to get out of his way. He believes that maybe he should get out of his way. He's blocking him. Whatever it was, but it was a it was a kid being young, a kid being caught up in the situation. And I don't think when you look at hindsight, you know, I don't really think any of them did it wrong except for what happened at the end. The weird part is I think Jets Jet starting mud line. Let me just keep it real. He's starting mud line a little bit because the one thing you don't want to happen. As I was saying, Josh Grant situation, but you just don't, you can't lose the respect from your riders, your peers. That's that's my only rule. You can do a lot of things, but you don't disrespect anybody. Not saying Jet is disrespecting or purposely doing it, but some things that he feels like is doing favors, like the baby gives, is somewhat disrespectful as another person. Like, don't give me no damn win. I'm Ken Roxon. 
man, I'm German chocolate. I'm Willy Wonka in this thing. I don't need you. I don't need you winning. And he's doing it because he's a kid. Like, ah, cool. But then it, it just sends a different message. And I just see that message where it's starting to like, man, hell not. Like, hell not. And I think the problem is, is he's when he... Again, getting the 72 is not about just going out there and lining up and beating people. Getting the 72 is about lining up there and beating people. But it's also about being able to get around people and they like they ain't racing you. They ain't trying to stop your process. Just be, I'm better than you. You better than me. And ultimately, like you win. That's what you want. So it's starting to go. And I think with all the media attention, with everything else that's going on. And the fact is, if you read Jason's tweet, like, he gives the kid props. Like, he's like, dude, he's good. 71 more to go. You know, it was, you know, a little shot. But you get the gist of it. Like, he knows he's good. And he knows he's going to be pretty, like, great. But he also knows that, like, I'm a hombre. And, like, you can't disrespect me. And I, I think is it could just go the other way. And I see that happening. You know, I see people talking. I see fans talking and just, you know, tip the jet like you just you don't want that to happen so for us it just makes it for better racing because i'm looking forward i'm seeing how people get shot next week i'm just seeing ideas you know i don't condone violence but in this case i just want to see somebody get shot because i think it's gonna ultimately it's like rubber bullets she's gonna shot it's gonna hurt he ain't gonna die but it just makes those guys to be more motivated so with jet that's the only thing that I saw that happened last weekend that I'm like, damn. And obviously, that's the biggest thing that happened last weekend. And when the kid's so dominant, of course, we're going to talk about that stuff rather than if he goes out there and wins. And, and I wouldn't be surprised if he won all three triple crowns like the kid's fast. Wouldn't be surprising. We ain't going to talk about that like we're talking about this because people don't care about like the juicy stuff. Like we only read the, the soap operas because it's drama. So, of course, that's what we're going to focus into because it's going to bring more people. But ultimately, like, that was the only thing that I see that he's going to have to, um, he's, those are life lessons that you're going to continue to learn. And I believe, I, what, he said all of them got fined, Cole? Like, Jason got fined for what? Yeah, both Jason and Jet got fined for the incident just for uh, uh, code of conduct. Yeah, okay. So when I say the baby gifts, I say, I believe Jet's intention was when he says, I'll pay your fines. I, I, I think he was actually mean in a nice way. Like a dude's like, dude, I'm sorry for all this. I did touch you. I made you react. You right. You can't go home and talk to the old lady after I smacked you. You can't do that. Like, I get it. So you had to hit me back. My fault. My fault. I'll pay your fines. Like, he probably did it in a nice gesture. But if I'm him, man, you're going to pay my, this dude say you're going to pay my fine. Like, who do you say? Like, I can't pay my own fines. I'm El Hombre. I pay these fines all the time. Like, I, I got them on Zelle. Like, I got AMA on Zelle. Like, they the first contact that pops up because I'm fining. I'm a fine dude. So, you gonna pay mines? So, that it was like, man, it's that. I mean, in a nice way, but it's disrespect. It's that text that's read wrong kind of deal. And it's, it's going that way. So, Nonetheless, that's all I saw with those guys. I mean, bike set up. I mean, Jason wrote, like Jason wrote, Jet got bad started, came up. But it's just after the way things went, this motocross season, how Anaheim started, it's, I think people are being shocked that we're like, we're dramas and there's a lot of other things. And to me, I don't think with all that going on, I don't think it's really done anything to Jet 
mindset. Like if you're asking me just straight racing wise, I think he's still just as confident right now as he was in Anaheim. I think he feels he'll whoop y'all ass. Like, and I think he feels that way uh, because it's in his mind. Okay, he went down. He got caught up behind Jason. Like two mud races. I don't even like mud. Like I don't even like getting dirty. Like, nah, all right, you blocking me. It's not like he's gotten beat. Even though he's gotten beat, like it's not like he's just feeling like, damn, like they ain't Max back or, or Chase is winning his race at AP. AP, very good. We'll talk about him in a second. He don't have that going on. So it's about everything else. And once I just figure out, you know what? All right, I'm going to go back to the way I was. I'm just going to beat you. And so just as I said with Chase Sexton, um, his finish this weekend it's not really going to – he's still going to have the mindset after last weekend. He's going to be confident as he was going into the Triple Crown because, look, it was a mud race, went down. You know, I won. I didn't really get beat. I think Jet still has that same feeling as well. So those guys are going to go in that, uh, this Triple Crown. And if it's dry, then I think, as I said, you're going to find out about Chase Sexton. You're going to find out that Jet Lawrence as well. I think you're going to figure out both of them. They're still the same people. And look forward to finding out. So, so that was that. Okay. So going from that, we see that, you know, a lot of people are saying Jason is not the right guy to mess with. He's has, has a reputation of taking people down, especially when he's not in the title fight. It's even ruined his uh, title chances a couple years ago. So looking into a two this weekend, like even going forward into the season, like when, does anything happen? Do other guys start to really unleash a little bit more on Jet than they would in the past because of this incident? When when does that start to unfold? Yeah, I, I think uh, um, Jason's text or Instagram post kind of says everything you need to know because he he says he's like, one, he's, I, I read it in lines. I'd be like, you're not going to disrespect me, but I get that you're a kid and dude, you're going to be great one day. But I'm no punk and I'm not worried about it unless and I'm kind of going to move on unless you make it a big deal and then then we'll fight. So let me break it down. I don't think Jason's going to go in this weekend saying I'm going to take dude out. I think that that El Hombre is has gone when um, Susie popped out. Siggy. She came out. I think Jason's a dad, and I think he's like, look, man, like I'm a dad. I'm I'm here trying to win. Like you're a kid. I've been there. I took people out for no reason. Like I've done that, and I ain't really trying to get in that. Like I'm not. I know you're good, and I'm good. Let's just go racing. But if you want to play that game, I could play that game. But I ain't ready to play that game right now. Like that's not gonna make me just start ruining your season for no reason. Now, of course, you come up on me like. <laughs> I ain't going to move over. I ain't going to move over. I might hit you with brake check. I might go real slow through this corner like I did after that start straight. Like, I might go real slow, like almost going backwards slow. But, hey, I just I might do that to you. Then I might not do that, Eli. But nonetheless, I'm not here to play the games. But if you want to play those games, then I got all the chess pieces that you need. Like, I got game boards. I can pull it out. I'll open a trunk for you. So my point is, I think it couldn't, it can get to that. And then I, I think to get to that point, the fact is that Jason answered it the way he did. I think Jet would upset other people because it's like you'd be picking on somebody that's not trying to fight you. Um, 
that it might upset some other riders, but I don't think it's there yet, but it could get there. So I think El Hombre did everything fine. I, I think everybody it's, I don't think it's a big deal yet. I don't think it's a big deal. If you're asking me, I don't think Jason going to knock him down this weekend. I don't think what Jet did, and the fact is, the way, it's like one thing where it'd be different if Jet was did what he did and that all of a sudden Jason was getting the blame for it. Like, Jason didn't do anything wrong. You know, again, Jason touched him after he touched me. You know what I mean? Like, he hit me first. I hit him back. Yeah, it's like the... In uh, football, they get flagged. It's usually the guy who retaliates, and then you go back. You be like, dude, the guy hit in the sack. Well, the ref missed that. He only he only punched him in the face. So if the fans and people were like, it was Jason's fault. He should have been out the way. Then I think his mindset would have been different. I don't think he would have went that text. The fact is, Jason's smart enough to know like I'm gonna let him dig his own hole, right? Like it, it could almost help me. By just, you know what? Well, it is what it is, kid. Like, you're good, blah, blah, blah. And you keep talking and you keep doing that. You're only digging your own hole. And I think it turns compared to, again, if the fans were like, Jason, you sucked. You did this. You should have been out of the way. I think he would feel a type of way. And then he probably would go probably ruin this season. Um, You know, um, so I believe those two factors are the reason why it's not there yet. But if it get there... It could be a big problem because those type of guys, Jason is good. He is good. And I don't think he'd be the only one, you know, to get to that point. I believe that's a correlation because it's going to be somewhat with everything that's going on. I don't think one guy is going to turn. I think they all going to turn because they all going to feel like we know he's good. We know he's good. You know, he gets a lot of hype, but it, it's almost like they, the way I felt coming into the season and after the Roxon thing, like what he did to Roxon made everyone step up because they didn't like it. The disrespectful, I think they would almost sense it as a disrespect. So if it got to the point where El Hombre was taking him out, then I believe you would have three, four, five, six other guys feeling the same way and he messed with him. So, um, yeah, I don't think it's there yet. So people on the outside, people do change. And your mindset, what people are saying in years past, I believe they would be right. But Jason is a different person. And, I mean, what happened on the racetrack, he didn't knock him down. So, um, it ain't really, like, yeah, they aight. So, another guy that was after last weekend that we were concerned about after the first race was Eli Tomac. You know, we... We were concerned about him because we saw what happened, but then we also knew it was Anaheim. So we were like, all right, you don't really have like good finishes. Eli said you don't got good finishes. But I said, like, nah, that that was more than a good like a bad finish. That was that was something different. So what happened last weekend? He gets second place. All right, is Beast Mode back? And I don't know. Like, I don't know. Like me personally, like I still don't know. The reason why I don't know, because Eli's good. Like, he's so good. And, like, the dude's got so much talent. And he could be faster than anybody out there, including Jet Lawrence, when he's he's on his game. Like, I, mean, I remember when I was racing, when I saw Eli coming up in 250 class, like, he was the only guy. Even over Villapoto. Like, Villapoto was good. Like, I'm like, I was scared. Like, dang, he could be fast. But Eli was got like, damn, I ain't, yeah, I ain't, I do be rolling. He be going pretty 
fast around them corners. I don't want to go that fast. He was the one guy I was like, I saw like a speed thing. So you can see that it's still in there, but I still feel like it's like he's trying to get there, but he like it's that mindset I was talking about last weekend that you just can't do it. So I believe Eli, everybody was thinking that, all right, now he's got that podium. Will he come back? Well, was that it? Well, I saw the same thing that I saw last couple weekends, except for he had more confidence because he did get that podium and that, um, you know, he was in a better spot. He, the heat raise, like he was going good. Then it, I, I think he went down or something or, or the fever caught fire. He was hot. 103, ran him down. And then Eli was still winning. But I still see something that maybe it's hard for just, you know, I guess unless you're really trying to see it because it's more of a mindset. I still feel like I'm seeing a part of Eli not sure if he's fully, I'm not going to say invested because I believe he's invested, but just a mental of that I'm here and I'm died all costs, Tomac, because everybody, everyone has to race that way. They might not say, like, there's a difference between going out there and, like, I don't want to crash to, uh, compared to, like, I'm, I, I want to do, I want to ride, I want to race and be smart and try to eliminate the possibilities of crash, but I'm here to win, so that might cause me to crash compared to, like, I just, like, I, I, one foot in, one foot out, like, I don't want to crash. And I believe Eli's on that. I'm, I don't want to crash. Because I think he sees that Jet's good. And he, I don't know if he knows himself that even if he shows up and he goes beast mode, like, is he still good enough to beat this guy? Is the bike good enough to beat this guy? And if you don't know that and he doesn't have a sense, like, if I just put my best foot forward, my best foot, my foot's bigger than his. If he don't know that, then it's going to be hard for him to go out there and figure that out. And by figuring that out, he knows that's chances that he's going to have to take, and he might hit the ground, Jet might hit the ground, somebody might hit the ground, but what's the sense of doing that? Even if you do that, you're still not going to beat this guy. So my point is, as I said um, last week, I don't know if Eli, that second place, does he feel like that's like a second place, or did all the things happen, and he just ended up finishing that way? Does Eli believe that, okay, that was it? Well, I still feel like he's looking for that answer, um, based on the way he rode. And the reason I say that is because you watch him in the main event. Like, at one point, I actually thought Eli was going to, like, pull off the racetrack. Like, he was just, it looked like he was up, and then he went down, and it was like he started riding, like, what we saw him when he got passed at Anaheim, like, by his teammate. It was just like, I'm out here now. Like, whatever. And then he was, I think, um, he got laughed, and he, followed Aaron Plessinger in the Cooper situation. So the jury's still out on Eli Tomac, in my opinion. The dude's good enough. I know how good Eli is, so I'm always going to believe in the champ. Beast mode is always there, but I still think it's not there yet. It hasn't clicked for him. Like, he's trying to get there, and maybe the injury, maybe he's causing him, or maybe that mindset of being one foot out. Like I said, two years ago, he was thinking about retiring. So who knows what it is, but hopefully it catches. It's not there yet, and then we'll get some full. So Eli Tomac, jury's still out, just like with the other guys. Um, I do believe out of Chase Sexton, uh, Jet Lawrence, Eli Tomac is the one guy that's still searching to see, like, is he is he back? Like, is he still good enough that when he's on, he's better than everybody else? And so 
we'll find out pretty soon. So that brings me to my point of Cooper Webb, Cooper Webb, because when um, Eli Tomac was getting lapped, Aaron Plessinger got around it and it looked like he was holding up Cooper, but I don't think he was holding up Cooper like the next person. Like, I don't think it was a purposely, I don't even know if he's really holding up Cooper. Maybe Cooper was just there and Eli was trying to ride um, behind Plessinger, which I think speaking of um, on the side note, I think the most confidence Eli got that night was that he was able to like run with Aaron Plessinger after he got lapped. Like that was the point where it looked like he was ready to just whatever. And then he got lapped and he realized that like, dude, I'm riding. This guy's winning the race and I'm like right here and I'm holding up Cooper and I'm not actually trying to hold him up. So maybe I am still good enough because this guy's winning. And if I'm up front, I probably could win this race. I think that's the most confident that Eli got. And he looked like he started riding better, more excited when he got around that point. So people were talking about him holding up Cooper. I don't think it was that. I mean, if he did, whatever. Um, but when Cooper got next to Chase Sexton, now, I believe, and I believe sometimes I've been wrong. Not often. But I could be wrong this time. I don't think so. I just remember I haven't got lapped much or when he's holding up people. But I know the difference between, you know, getting in somebody's way and then I'm going to get in this way. And I think the Chase Sexton stuff, look, it, like just Jet, like Jet Lawrence. It was mud line. It was mud line. From my eyes, it was mud line. Now, maybe you could show me eight different angles of what it was, but I do know Chase knew what Cooper was. Uh, you, you, know, you know who's winning the race. Like, I know who's winning the race when I'm getting lapped, not lapped. I know what's going on. I know that. And he knows by the crowd noise and the fact that the Yamaha is loud as hell. He knows that Yamaha is back there, Cooper Webb. Now, I don't think he did it for Aaron Plessinger. I don't think it was a team thing. No, 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 no. I don't think he like possibly got in Cooper's way or accidentally got in Cooper's way to help Aaron Plessinger win. Don't think that. Or because they are teammates. I think he got in the way because he'd rather have Aaron Plessinger win than Cooper Webb win because he knows Cooper Webb, once he starts rolling, just like all night, because if you look at the heat rays, Cooper started rolling in that, uh, the end of that heat race and he started catching those guys and then he got a bad start and he started coming up to where Cooper was, I believe personally, he was going to win that race just like he was going to win Anaheim. Like he starts getting on these rolls and Chase knows that firsthand because that's what happened at Tampa. He starts coming and that train starts rolling and all of a sudden you got to deal with a dude that's just mugging everybody. So I believe if Chase did get in his way, it was not to help Aaron Plessinger, which I mean, you don't mind. But it was really to stop, as I said, what is going to be a, fore, a foreshadow of what could happen in the future. You know, stop that train. And Cooper Webb, that mindset of if he feels like he's there to win the race, then and he's going to be a title threat, then all oh, hell no. Nah. I got to deal with that dude. I had to deal with him last year. And I got to deal with this other dude as jumping two and a half jumps, giving gifts out. And I still got beast mode. And then I got my teammate that looks pretty damn good as well. And we got Jason not fighting because he's got um, Susie or no, no, it's uh, Siggy. Siggy. He ain't fighting, but 
Like everybody, like he's still there. I don't want that. So I think that was the case. And it just looked like he let Aaron go by. And then that particular part, it was one of those sections that they could, I mean, look, you you could, how can you be mad? These two lines, they, they come together. So what do you want me to do? Stop in the corner? No, but I do know, like, you could have stopped on that. So my opinion, if I'm wrong, Chase, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't let me say this. I don't even blame you for what you did. I ain't mad at what you did. It was just a question people were talking about. They asked me my opinion. My opinion is, like, you got in the way. Well, all right, whatever. I don't think it was like what happened in Chad Reed and Ryan Dungey's situation. I don't think that. Like, that I, I would have. You know, Chad, you my boy, but damn, that was, that was cold. That was cold. That was cold. You know, I don't think it was one of those types to where it was like, damn, damn, he's still in his way. But I do think, you know, we, let me keep it real here. Um, you know, you, you, it's mind games around here. And I believe the reason why I feel more strongly about that is because you listen to Cooper Webb. Uh, but yeah, I really wanted him, man. I made the charge and then, um, you know, we just, it was a weird race uh, with the lappers and stuff. It seemed... Uh, very interesting, but uh, overall for me, it's good to get a good night, good points night. Uh, I felt really good out there, made a charge at the end, and uh, like I said, I felt like I kind of let it get away, so I'm a little bit bummed, but uh, like I said, it's, it is what it is. We gained some points back, and we'll come back swinging, and uh, you know, got a lot of confidence moving forward. Like, I do feel like if Chase made a mistake and got in Cooper's way on accident, I think Cooper would have been more like, I mean, dude, just... I mean, seriously, you don't know how to ride a motorcycle? Like, come on, man. Like, come on. You know I'm out here. But the fact is, Cooper was like, eh, Chase knows. Like, Chase knows. Like, he, that, he's telling you right there that he believes he got in his way. And he know why he got in his way. Compared to, I think Cooper would have been even more mad if Chase would have done it on accident. And Chase just didn't know how to ride. And he was looking at that mosquito. And he was worried about making sure the mosquito was okay. Rather than, like, getting out of the way in the blue flag. I think Cooper reacted differently. But the fact is, he didn't act that way. He acted like, I know what you did. That's all right. I know it's all right. Because I'm Cooper Webb. And you don't want me to come out here and be smart. Which means you are worried about me. Which means, like, hey, if I get a chance, I'll do it back. But I'm not going to get mad at you because I know you intentionally did that. Which means you're thinking about me even when you're getting laughed. So that's okay. So I, that's why I feel that way. And, um, you know, people are talking about oh, his teammate stuff, blah, blah, blah. I don't, yeah, I don't think it's that. Like, I'm pumped for AP, which he's next to win the race. But it ain't no teammate. It's because of what the landscape or who it was. So, it's my opinion. Now, Aaron Plessinger. Actually, hey, let me just end this with Cooper. Coop. Aaron Plessinger. Good knowing everybody's chasing me now. Chasing the cowboy around. <laughs> Damn. Now, he was a sleeper. Like, really sleep. Like, like really sleep. We were more excited to see the hat than, like, what we were thinking about dude riding. But if you go back, you go back to last year when he was doing the Flying W, when he was winning that race, and they show like talk about it. They show like talk about it. I seen every angle of that one. You go back to that, dude came out of nowhere and just was better than everyone else. Like, not, he kind of like had to leave out kitchen this. Like, kitchen was like, it was closed, out of business sign. Then the next day, they had a full house, like, selling out hotcakes, 
hotcake free hotcake Tuesdays. Like, what? You were closed yesterday. That's how Aaron Fletcher was. But if you see it, like, you knew they had the chefs back there cooking. They had the stuff on the they're frozen, like, whatever. They had to, they preparing for this because Aaron looks good. He looks better than Chase, in my opinion. Like, I, maybe because, you know, he's like, yeah, like, whatever. I actually think Aaron Flessinger might be a title threat, like, for reals. Not because he's got the red plate and he's a title threat and he's always been a title threat, but he might be on the title threat. He could be one of the guys that won a title, but not really one if all the stuff happens. No, I think the way he's rotting and the fact is his attitude makes him le- like makes him deadly. Like that attitude is deadly because he's like playing with house money. And I think he is a dad and nobody really thought he was going to be that way. I um, be that good. And he looks like he's just having fun at doing it. And he's just so lighthearted. That's the bad combination because I don't think you can just um, look pressure bus pipes. Daddy, you say it. Look, son, pressure bus pipes. I've seen a bunch of pipes first. And of course, Aaron Pleasant, he got PVC. Like he can verse too. But I don't, I just think his mindset, where he's at in life, and the way he's rotting, he's gonna be there week in and week out. And the KTM looks good to him. Like that bike fits him. And he's rotting better than he's ever had. He's having fun. The fans are one of him. And he's kind of got that Ken Roxon-ish where People like pull for him, like they they pull for him. So I don't think he's gonna have the Jason Anderson, El Hombre that maybe Jet Lawrence might have. You know, like I don't think he's gonna have to worry about that. So the way he's riding, the fact is his teammate Chase Sexton, um, yeah, and the, the team being there, I think Aaron Flessinger is. I wouldn't be surprised if he won the title. I'm just saying that. Just saying that. And no, I'm not bandwagon jumping. In. Well, nah, I'm not gonna bandwagon jumping. I said I wouldn't be surprised. I didn't say I think he's gonna win it. I just said I wouldn't be surprised. But if you look at it, the dude's good enough, and he could beat everybody. If he's on, he'll beat everybody because he, when he was going through the mud last weekend, like the, I, Jet Lawrence has been fast, right? We saw him at Anaheim. We're like, all right, yeah, he looks fast. But there's been two races this year that I've, and I know they're mud races. But there's been two races where I've said, those guys are not dude. Everybody else is in his way. Like, he looks way faster than everybody else. Like, they just look like they're in his way. And that's been Aaron Plessinger. Like, there's no one else that Aaron Plessinger should have won San Francisco. He should have won. He was better than everybody else. And then pressure bus pipes, right? All circumstances. But this weekend, like, I knew he was going to win. Like, I knew, not even because of the mud. I just knew he was going to win. Why did I know he was going to win? Because he's number seven. Like, of course, that's what we do. We win, right? Um, and I just think, again, his mindset, and I believe Aaron Plessinger won championships before, so it's not, it's not like he don't know how to do it. And when there was a dry race, when he went doing the Flying W, I seen that dude go out there and beat everybody and be faster than everybody on a dry track. And when Eli Tomax right behind him or whoever, the guys, I've seen him run away from all those dudes. And so the fact is, he dropped better than he was then. And he's got that confidence. And he's got that number seven. Oh, damn. And he's got a red plate. He could be lethal. And I believe his mindset is going to make him continue, for at least for a little while. He's going to be happy, go lucky. The fans are going to be pulling for him. Riders, they're going to think that even if he's get like a few points, they're not really going to be concentrated on him. 
So he's going to kind of sneak under the radar. He might be able to points lead, and then maybe the pressure and things might change. But I believe if Aaron kind of gets on the run, and with him being so talented, Dwight being so good, and being confident, that I think he can keep this going up for the next few races. And if he does that, then let's say in five races, let's say he still has the points lead, then I think then everything else changed. Then those guys will start looking at him because is Eli Tomac um, looking at Aaron Pleasant? I think Eli just trying to find Eli. I think he's trying to find Eli. And if he's like, all right, who can be leading championship? Yeah, I'd rather him win. If you take a poll and out of all the people, Jet Lawrence, um, Eli Tomac, Chase Sexton, if you had a poll and you said, who would you want to win? Lead the championship right now. I think the main title contenders would be like, Aaron Plessinger, I'm not really worried about him right now. Like, I ain't worried about him. That's fine. Like, let him go. Let him go. Let him go. It's kind of like what we thought with Ken Ross and, and going to Anaheim. Like, yeah, he might sneak in there and win that race because we don't, he, we're like looking at him, but we ain't like looking at him like he's a threat threat. Well, he might end up being a threat, and I think Aaron's been there, done that before, and he's good enough that they might well line, let him go and do it. So, Yeehaw Cowboy, I know some of y'all are like, oh, my God, look at the film, people. Look at the film. I'm only saying what I'm saying. I know it's been a long time. It's been a long time. Since 2014. Like, wait, let me see. Number seven. Has there even been any other number sevens? He's been the number seven since I was number seven, right? There ain't been no other number sevens. So, there, of course, and this is his first win, right? So, he's been seven since the last time I was seven. And nobody else has won since, yeah, and this is his first win. So, that makes sense. So, nobody's won since I won back in 14, which is about 14 years ago, it seems like, since me. And it's so special. And people have been sleeping on him. And I've been sleeping on him, but I've been like sleeping with one eye open and he might continue to win. And I don't believe it's going to be his last one, people. And I wouldn't believe I might. I wouldn't be surprised if the next one is the next one. But since it's his first one, we got to do it right. And it's a big deal, like a big deal. Aaron Plessinger. Yeah, you got a mullet. Yeah, you look like Joe Dirt. Yeah, that mustache. It's kind of suspect. It's sexy. It's sexy if you're in the mustaches. But for here, it is special. And what are we going to do for him, Cole? Hit it for him. Suntan, next on fire. See, we had to delay that a little bit because we got to build up the suspicion of whatever. Well, we kind of knew you won because we're talking about it after the fact. But it's just so special. We just can't hit you like the other neck burns. You got to do a special neck burn. The neck burn with the mustache, with the mullet, with the Joe Dirt, Aaron Plessinger, Yeehaw Cowboy, Dude ain't riding like a cowboy. Dude's riding like, well, he's riding like a cowboy because he's like roping these fools. What would you call him? It's rodeo or whatever. Aaron Plessinger, dude, you look good. Jay, congratulations. KTM, congratulations. Because I know y'all expected Chase Sexton win, and I know y'all want Aaron Plessinger to win, and y'all do expect him to win. But I feel like as a team, you should be proud because he's been there for a long time. And I know Chase has been putting a lot of work. He's new. Maybe he's going to be there for a long time, but this is when, as a team, you get, you get proud of yourself because you know where y'all were two years ago. You know, you have some guys there and some guys left and some guys. But Aaron Plessinger, like, that's your hard work. Like, that's when you know, as a team, as a company, that we gotten better because he went from, like, struggling. And you saw the signs, like, when the bike, certain tracks, the bike be really good and he'd be good. But when you see your rider riding like this and he's been there through this whole trial, 
Like, you got to give the props to all the team, like KTM, Austria. I mean, hell, Gas Gas, Husqvarna, like all y'all. Because that's, that's your whole team right there sticking together, building this thing, and making it happen. So from Roger DeCoster, Jay Dunye, like all y'all, Ian, dude, congrats. Killing it. Killing it. Vite looks good. And that's your, that's your hard work paying off. And that's what you're seeing with Aaron Plessinger. So as much as he's proud and much as he deserves the credit because he's got to go out and do it, like I'm going to give the whole KTM team credit because where y'all were, where y'all continue, and where y'all are now, there it is. So, again, I'm going to hit it for the KTM team. Hit it for him, Cole. Suntan, next on fire. That's the whole KTM, Red Bull KTM. All y'all. Cool stuff. Proud. I love that. Love when teams, when team really gets the credit because take the guy, impression he good. He really good. But this is a team win right here. Team win. That's your hard work. Congrats, Jade. Congratulations. All right, people. Wait, hold up. We got to talk about 250 class. We got to talk about 250 class. I got to drink something. Again, I was screaming and yelling because my golf game wasn't as good. Your boy held on. I beat Urban Meyer. I beat him. I beat a bunch of people. I beat a bunch of people. I didn't beat enough, but I beat a bunch of people. I need a drink. Hold up. We back. Well, I don't think we left. So the 250 class. That class wide open. That class wide open. I said last weekend, it's been a long time that I said, like, there's not one guy that you just like, "Mm, yeah, I think he's going to win. Like, he's the favorite. Now, RJ, he's one of the favorites. Probably Joe Shimoto. Probably one of the favorites. Probably the most favorite. And then you got the other guys. But everybody's pretty close. And it's an opportunity for... Jordan Smith, Levi Kitchen, hell, you know, shoot, uh, what's the kid name? What's the, did he? What what happened to him? The the rookie. What happened to him? The one that was like, ah, hi. What Max did up? Uh, Juju Bowman. What happened to Juju Bean? He did not have a good race, and he uh, ended up in sixteenth. Oh, Juju Bean. Yep. I was gonna say even for him. It's opportunity to get in there. And the reason I said that is because everybody has been in that class. They got their own demons. They own fighting their own demons. Like Joe Shimoda can't, he can't get out the gate. And then I don't even know if he like, I don't even know what's up with him and get off the gate. Don't think he wants to get off the gate. I think he likes being off the gate in the back. But getting off the gate ain't a good thing because he'd be so late off the gate and he ends up going really fast. But because he was off the gate really last, like slow. He just never crossed the check flag first. So he got to figure out how to get off the gate. And then you got Jordan Smith. Like, I believe he's one of the faster ones. Like, he's pretty fast. Style looks good. Like, he lost a little weight. Not saying he was fat, but he looks good. But you can tell, like, he's still not there yet. Because, like, when he starts rolling and everything good, he'll roll up and go past everybody. Like, really never seen a guy... I'm not going to say never seen God because I've seen a lot of stuff. I see a lot. But I see him, like, and I'm like, here he comes. Like, he's faster than everybody else. Everybody else knows he's faster. And then a couple things go wrong. And then he'd be like, where'd he go? So to me, that's his little demon is that that consistency. Like, he's fast. He's always been fast. 
But because he hasn't been there and done that and won the title just over the whole season, that when things start going wrong, like he's still working on how to figure that out. I will say this. He's figuring it out because instead of hitting the ground, he's getting like third. Like he's still there. And I believe in this class, consistency is going to win you a title. Not like Tim Ferry in 97 when you ain't got to win no races and you can win the title that way. No, 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 no. Not doing that. You got to win. But when you got RJ and the title threats with Joe, he's still trying to figure out how to get off the gate. You got those guys and RJ still like he's super fast, but he's still RJ, man. He's still RJ. Like when he's up, he's going to beat you. But when he usually like for y'all. He ain't up all the time. Like, sometimes he sleep. Like, he, like, go to sleep sometimes on track. He has the issues. And RJ has some weird, he got weird issues. Like, his issues, like, somebody goes to order the popcorn, and the popcorn man's walking down, and he trips, and the popcorn falls out his fan, and then it falls on the track, and RJ hits and hit the ground. Like, he got some weird falls. Like, it's just, like, damn. Like, something else, like, lady tripping down to cotton candy. Like, that kind of stuff. So you just never know with RJ. But when he's up, he's up. He's winning. Like, he wide awake. He, he going to win. He look good. Like, he won. And then you got Levi Kitchen. Same thing. He got, like, cool ride style. Like, you got Mitch Page saying, dude, I'm going to roll my wheels over you. If you, don't, you better figure it out. You better figure it out. And, like, he trying to figure it out. But I think he scared Mitch. Like, he, he be like, I'm going to win. I got to win. I got to win. Mitch Payton said, I'm going to pull my belt. I'm going to that ass. We ain't out there winning. And sometimes he, like, tip over. But he be fast. So I would say out of all those guys, you got um, Jordan Smith, The Kitchen, they're probably the two fastest. And then, then you got uh, Joe Shimoda, which he's still trying to get off the gate. And then you got RJ trying to pick up the popcorn like he T.O. Better get your popcorn ready. Um, so you got those guys and you got some other guys that's feeling the thing. So nonetheless, 250 glad wide open. Anybody, Juju Bean, Candy, he can, like if he was consistent, he can win too. But Joe Shimoda, since he can't get off the gate, like he just losing way too many points because he ain't off the gate yet. So I think 250 class, like it's wide open. It could be RJ, it could be Kitchen, it could Juju Bean, like he a little far back, and Joe Shimoda. Banks. Yeah, and you got Garrett Marchbanks. What do you call him like what do you like that? What do you call the tall people? I'm not gonna say Sasquatch, because he ain't Sasquatch, like a goon. Like a goon, like big tall goon. That might be worse than calling him Sasquatch, a goon. Well, he's not a goon, like not like a squid, not that goon, but like a goon, like a uh, like a Michael Jackson thriller, like a goon, like goblin. Rah. Well, he's just tall. You got him, so I'm gonna give them props because Club MX. I was more intrigued on riding their racetrack, the practice track, because it looked cool. But now, like they're they're a team, like they're a team. They've been a team. You got Fifty Phil out there doing his thing out there. I, trying to lead some heat races and stuff and doing his thing. So I believe it's another prop. It's like KTM. You got to get that team credit. They've been there, done that. Cool. I get the emails. I get the emails. I don't know why I get them, but I get them. Uh, so Gary Marshbank, he might be a title threat. But all these guys, they got their demons. Is waiting for one guy. And so far, Jordan Smith is one guy that when things go wrong, they just don't go as wrong. And he's still holding on to it. So when he starts falling and things, like he's faster than y'all, but y'all, like, you'll get in his way, he's scratching him. He's like, ah! You know, he's like, I don't want to send text wrong. So he's too busy writing and erasing text because he wants to read it. He read it to himself. Like, hey, baby, you want to go out on a date? Oh, oh, no. I don't know. Hey, baby. Would you like to go out on a day? Oh, oh. What I'm saying, 
is that everybody's trying to figure out the stuff and they he's raising the text. He wanna make sure the text go right. But text didn't go right. So he's doing his thing, but he's doing it the best. And Joe still trying to get he's still trying to get off the gate, people. Like I messed up. I was like, he's still that's what happened to Joe. Like he fumbling out the gate. Nonetheless, Joe's all right. He's trying good. He just can't get off the gate. And then this weekend, you got the thrashing. The thrashing doing good. So all these people, the only reason I even say they thrash, because sometimes that dude hit the ground. He be hitting the ground. Like sometimes Mother Nature, the earth, gravity's always gonna win, Nate. It's black hole. Even light can't even escape. When you hit the ground, it hut. So you just gotta not hit the ground, and then you can be pretty good. But Everybody's trying to build up. And in 250 class, as I said, it's been a while since I haven't seen somebody that dominant. But it's more exciting because you just never know if the popcorn man is going to be the reason why. Or gravity and black holes. The dude hit the ground. Or Jordan Smith going to finally send that text and just be fine. Or will Levi Kitchen just leave the kitchen open like Waffle House 24-7? Mitch, keep the belt on. Or you got Juju Bean or whoever or RJ, whatever. I'm excited to see it. But this week... It was one person and one person only. Like, we saw him hit the ground a couple weeks ago. And, boy, it was kind of like Alex Martin. Like, damn, he's still up in Seattle. But I think he moved. They picked him up, and he's gone because Thrash, Thrash is still in Anaheim. Like, he's going to be there. His body's still laid out. He's waiting for the triple crown. He's hit the ground that that hard. So he got up. And he came back and he was there last weekend, but he was like, he was partially there because his body was still in Anaheim. Well, San Diego is only like an hour trip. So he made the trip, picked it up, and he showed up at San Diego and he came out. And I know we said, damn, that was a thrashing. But what it was this weekend, it was officially a thrashing because he did something that I don't know if I ever gave it to him. Or maybe I did give it to him last year, but I'm giving it to him this year. Hit it for him, Cole. Suntan, next on fire. Nate! Nate, not Nate Ramsey, not Nate Dahl. I got, I ain't going to say it because I want to keep the restrictions. PG-13s in different area codes. Nate Dahl, Nate Thrashing. You did it, kid. So pumped to see it. Look good. Never seen so many guys in the field that looks better than everyone else that they racing against. George Smith looks better some laps. Kitchen looks better than somebody. Joe Schmoder looks better than somebody. Nate Fashion looks better. Juju Bean looks better. And then yet, you're like, damn, dude, what the? I mean, who going to win? Like, they all about the same speed when they look better than every other lap. So, sighting class. Congrats, Nate. Keep it going, kid. Jordan Smith. Just write it, bro. She going to say yes or no anyway. Like, just write it. Send it. Commit. Commit. Don't worry about it. Nobody's going to read the text wrong. Send it. All right, people, that was it from wherever they were, Snapback Dragon, Throwback Dragon. By the way, some of those gears, I appreciate the lookout. Y'all trying to go old school, Chevy trucks, JS, with the gear. It would look good. I like it. I thought it was like a Mike LaRocco throwback, Jeff Metastasis, pink gear, but it was good. Cole corrected me. It looked good. Some of the bikes, throwback, 50 years, 75 years, 100 years, like a long time. So that was it from that stadium. But Stews and stewed. I know, Cole. Don't interrupt me. Don't interrupt me. You didn't even hear. He's not here, people. He ain't here. He ain't here. I'm here. He ain't. He's going to get himself. We'll be right back, people. My favorite time, your favorite time. Before Cole, interrupt me again. Stews and stews. We'll be right back. 
45 classes. 45 classes. Six. 36 number one. Number one. 36 number one plates. Mini monsters. Mini monsters. Monsters. 2024. Mini monsters. Mini monsters. 2024. Wait, how do you say it again? Mini monsters. Oh, mini monsters. Oh, dang. What's up, guys? Your boy JS7. Look, if you ain't got time to watch our whole video, which I don't know why you don't, make sure you go here and subscribe and check out our new channel where we're going to have some smaller clips, some clips that you haven't seen on our main show just for y'all. So make sure you subscribe, click, comment, do whatever you do. Watch our whole show, but come to this channel as well. Check out our stuff. See you there. All right, people. You know what time it is. My favorite time, your favorite time. Stewed and stews. Now, this week, there was a lot of stuff going on. And yeah, there was a couple people like that was stews. I mean, they all stews. Like you stew. What is a stew? Somebody does it better than everybody else. How many times I got to tell you? Like, look, if you're walking down the stadium and you fall and you get the popcorn and you miss it somehow, you a stew because you miss it. Because sometimes RJ don't, he can't miss it. The best guy in the world. Like sometimes on lap here and there, he hit it. So, but you a stew, you just do it better than everybody else. A stew. Stew is the number seven, which is JS7. But it ain't JS7. It's AP7 this weekend. So I'm going to start with him like we always do. Aaron Plessinger, you a stew. Why? Because, look, you're the only guy that makes that look that, that mustache that's kind of like you look like you might be on the, that list, that P list that you don't want to be on. It's my line. Like, you be like, oh, you got one within like two miles of your house, you know? Y'all know what I mean? But you make it look good. And you got the Joe Dorton mullet, but you make it look good. You know, and like, yeah, you don't ride like number seven. And I was like, for a while, I was like, man, I, I man, you can't be disrespecting the seven like that. It was like, well, you know, look, when somebody, when Blake Baggett got the four, you're like, bro, you got to show up. You can't be out there riding goats. You can't just run the forward. You got to be out there winning. But Aaron Plessinger, you just kept grinding, kept grinding, kept grinding. And so finally you grind to where, like, you won. And you're the first winner of the seven since the last winner of the seven. That makes any sense, but it does in my mind. And I know a lot of things that I say don't make a lot of sense. But when you keep listening, it makes perfect sense. And what it makes perfect sense is that Aaron Plessinger is a stew. He's a stew. AP7. Yes, you look good. Yes, you won. Yes, it's your first victory. Woohoo! Woohoo! You get a special one. Yay, we do it. You did look good. Jay Dungey. Yeah, that's my boy. That's what. Whole KT. Yeah, that's my boys. That's all that. But I'm giving you a stew because you, I look. You make a mullet look good. You make a mullet look good. You got the stash. It look good. Like you got me cheering. If I can grow mines out, I would grow mines out like Aaron Pleasanter. And I would be like the mullet, the black mullet stew. All right. Anyways, you are a stew for the mullet and the stash. Aaron Plessinger, for real? Dude, for real, you good. Love it. I love it. We were talking about them dragons and lizards or whatever the hell you were talking about when we were at your house. You were talking about roping something. And I was like, man, that's just what, like, y'all do. Like, y'all do. Like, I run away from stuff. Like, I see danger. I go the other way. 
you see danger and you like want to get the rope and you want to go see it. I want to live to tell the story that I saw you get roped up with the Aaron Flash and he went up. Oh no, man. Yeah, I, I, you saw that like lion eating that fly over there and he wanted to go over there and like talk to him. And he ended up getting like eight. Like he, he, he ain't got no arm because he wanted to go see the lion. That's not Jay. Jay goes the other way. Jay says, yeah, I saw him. Yeah, he over there. That one arm, AP one arm, number seven. He went to the trouble. I didn't. But I'm done. This weekend, you started trouble. You started trouble when you had your teammate getting in other people's way. Like, you, you started trouble when you were like, yeah, yeehaw. You're like, I'm going to win. And as I said before, I three races, I've seen two of them that you've been way better than anybody else. Like, you in their way. Aaron Plessinger, you a stew, and you've been one for a while, but you officially a stew because you got number seven. So, congratulations. And I'm going to throw a little special stew for all your KTM. Again, everybody on that racing team. Y'all, Stu, Jay, blah, blah, all, y'all, y'all, you know, y'all, Ian, yep, yeah, yeah. and I know y'all won a bunch of championships, and y'all got number one plate, and y'all got the red plate, and y'all got two people, has, wait, has any team ever had two number one plates, like red plates in one year? I don't know, can't think of it, Cole probably can't think of it quick enough, so until he figures it out, or we figure it out, you have, and that's a Stu, so y'all done it, congrats, KTM, Aaron Fletcher, y'all Stu, and then my boy, Nate Dog, Nate Dog, back in the house after that thrashing you took. Damn, you replaced Alec Martin from being up in Seattle. You must have hit the ground hard, and you hit it hard a few times. But that said, that boy, somebody's a built tough, just like the Ford. You built tough. Nate, he built tough, and he hit that ground, and the ground was like, ah, Nate's coming. He's coming to hit, and you hit that ground and I want to give you a stew for just getting up. And hell, forget about winning the race. You got up. That's a stew. Because just when people thought you were dead, you got up. You came back from the living. It's like them rise of the dead. It's the rise of the Nate dog. Nate dog is back. So Nate Thrashing, you had one before. But you didn't even have it like this. That was before you started hitting the ground as hard as you hit. So you get a stew for living. For living. Bringing life. Bringing life. When you come around, the ground gets scared. Death is scared, Nate Dog. I got Nate Dog in different area codes. Nate Dog, congratulations, you a stew. Jordan Smith, popcorn man. Joe, get off the gate. Get off the gate. You still trying to get off the gate? All y'all stews and everybody else, y'all stews. I I ain't giving no more stews. I'm done. I'm done. Been talking too long anyway. So my next list, stew pissed off, pissed off because dude ain't getting out of your way. And you who you are? I'm. I'm who I am. You know who I am. Pissed off because you gonna like touch me and I gotta like I gotta go home. I gotta go home and I gotta see oh Cynthia. Siggy. Yes, Siggy. I gotta Siggy and I'm gonna tell her that ain't no I ain't no bitch. You know what I mean? And Rango, Rango ain't gonna let that fly. You can't be coming over here and you're gonna be like, hey, hey, and you got your teammate up there, like you know, I'll be listening to you, AC, I'll be listening to you like You'd be like, he'll never know. He might, he might Will Smith somebody, but sometimes he can't feel his arms. Like, so, you know, you can't be going out there getting touched like that. I wasn't going to do nothing, but you're going to touch me. So pissed off. Stew. Just not, just hot. Just whatever. Just mad. So, you know where I'm going, people. You know where I'm going. Actually, I don't know where I'm going. 
Because I was going to say Jet Lawrence, Jason Anderson, but we talked about him a lot. I don't even think Jason that's too. Like, clearly, Red Jacks, like, he's dude, like, whatever, what is what it is. It is what it is. 71 more to go. And then you got Jet Lawrence, like, man, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I'll pay your fines out of Hunter's money. I'll do that. And so I don't even know if he really stewed because he like, you know what? I'm just kind of doing, I'm going to get serious. I'm going to get serious and I'm just going to win. I'm going to get serious now. I'm just playing with y'all, just playing with y'all. So I would say y'all stewed and then I could say Cooper Webb, but he wasn't stewed. Like he kind of knew it. Like he knew it. Like I said, when you know somebody does something on purpose, then you can't be mad at him because he was done on purpose. He knew what he did. So why get mad at him for making a mistake? Because it wasn't a mistake. I think Cooper knew what happened. Chase knew what happened. And the reason he did it would make you, you would think it would make you mad as a stew, but then you realize the only reason he did it is because you a stew, not stew. So you ain't mad. And then Chase Sexton, I don't think he mad because he was like, ah, well, I won last weekend. When's the last time you won? So he ain't mad. Maybe my brother might be stupid because, like, when things happen, they just keep happening. But I also say, like, bruh, just like Nate Dog, <laughs> hey, you built tough, dog. You built tough, man. You hit the ground. Like, hey, there's only certain people that when the ground, when you, you're falling towards the earth, the earth moves back, like, ah, ah. All right. The light. Can't even escape the black hole. The only person that escaped is Nate Dog and Mookie Fever. Why? Because they even like they don't even want to mess with gravity. Thinks twice before messing with them. So they might be stew and the whole husk of honor. Like I want to throw them in the stew because like man, just get happy, just get happy. You still out in the race and you qualify, qualify. Y'all figure it out. Y'all better figure it out because if you don't figure it out, you'll never figure it out. And that's something that I just can't figure out. So y'all will be okay. Just keep going. And I don't know. That was it. Maybe I was stewed this weekend, but then I realized that I was in a special place, and I got to thank everybody out there. I'm going to get a whole Hilton crew and Lake Nona, all the LPJ. Y'all all stews, like literally, and y'all, y'all, we stewies. Stewies. How would that make a, a woman stew? You can be Miss Stew, whatever you want to call it. Y'all, great. People, shh, shh, shh. Let me finish, all right? Y'all stews. I'm a stew. I was out there. I represent. I beat Urban Meyer. Why do I keep saying his name? I don't know. There's a lot of other people that beat me, but I beat Urban Meyer. Like, and my boy Vince Carter, I gave him business. He didn't show up for like two days because one day was too cold. And I think the other day he was like, maybe he just missed his tea time. I beat him. I beat a bunch of people. So your boy was out there. I was really stewed this weekend because I thought I was going to do better than I really was. And I thought I was better than what I really was. And I realized how good I really am. And I ain't good enough. So that was that. But as they were battling, I was battling. So thank you to all the people down here, Lake Nona, Hilton, everybody, Mark Wayne. Thank you, guys. I'll see y'all next year there. And I'll see y'all next week at the Rewind Show where we just saw Yeehaw Aaron Plessinger dominate these fools, dominate first time ever, but it ain't his first time. And I believe it's going to be more to come. Congratulations, KTM team. And Nate Dog thrashing, you hit the ground, but you back up, rising up. And the whole 250 class, y'all need to figure out what y'all going to figure out because y'all need to figure out real quick. And go, Joe still needs to figure out how to get off the gate, but he will because he's by East Coast and he's that good. And that's it from that. So for round three, congratulations. See y'all after the triple crown next weekend. Well, we'll find out if Feast Mode is back. Jet Lawrence, will he be back? And Chase Sexton, will he go faster than what he's been going? But he's pretty fast because he's only a couple points back. Or will the number seven 
The last person y'all want to see is a number seven back. And no, it ain't JS7, it's AP7. Until then, I'll see y'all when I see y'all.